welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth. And we're starting off each program. Yes, with this one, year. one of the 365 scriptures on do not fear or do not be afraid. Yep. And this one comes from Numbers 2134. Numbers okay. 2134 says, The Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid for him of him, for I have delivered him into your hands along with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. So, you know what? He's constantly protecting us, and we do not be to be That's afraid. exactly right. He's on our side. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are we talking about today? <gasps> Nine weeds that are dangerous to your harvest. Amen. Okay. You know, honey, a few days ago, I noticed some weeds, unwanted weeds, were popping up in a green patch of an otherwise brown yard. It prompted my thinking about the weeds trying to choke the life out of the seeds that you and I and those listening to us that we plant in good ground ministries. Mm. Luke 8, verses 5 through 8. Luke 8, 5 through 8, message Bible. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Some of it fell on the road. It was trampled down and the birds ate it. Other seed fell in the gravel. It sprouted but withered because it didn't have good roots. Other seed fell into the weeds. The weeds grew with it and strangled it. Other seed fell into rich earth and produced a bumper crop. You know, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. That verse ends. I was just about to say that. That verse ends with this question. Go ahead. Are you listening to this? (laughs) Really listening? Think about that. if If you didn't know that was part of the verse, you would almost think that we were asking that. But here are nine weeds which are dangerous for your harvest. Number one, ignorance is a weed. Yes, it is. If you think you're going to get a harvest without sowing the seed, that's ignorance. And a weed sown by the devil to mess you up. It is God's will for you to be well, do well, live well, and never have to listen to the babblings of those who don't know him or his word. If you do not know that Galatians 6-7 in the classic Amplified applies to you personally, that's a costly ignorance of the word. And you've obviously just started listening to us because we do this a lot. Yes, we do. This is what it says. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. There is nothing wrong with being ignorant unless you choose to stay that way. You don't have to stay ignorant because I'm telling you, the Word of God and its abundance resources are not only for you, but they're going to help you a lot. So stop talking about what you don't know and begin embracing daily what the Word of God says. Amen. Amen. Number two. Stupidity is a weed. A person who is stupid is one who knows the facts, but chooses not to do anything with or about the information and insight. Stupid people make bad financial decisions and simply don't learn from them. Proverbs 17, 18, 17, 18, Message Bible. 
It's stupid to try to get something for nothing or run up huge bills that you can never pay. Mm. You know, the bad thing about being stupid is there's no real hope for you except scriptural deliverance. It is definitely one tough weed. Wow. Number three, negative speaking is a weed. The problem with negative speaking is that it's a weed that takes root quickly and deeply. Even worse, this kind of weed attracts similar weeds almost instantaneously. Matthew 12, 34, 12, 34 in the New Living Translation says, You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Well, Did you catch that? Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. That's why we say daily, get rid of the negative seeds. Don't plant the evil seeds. Plant the word of God inside of you. Amen. Matthew 12, 35 says, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So we break it down and give you the anatomical flow. Heart, head, mouth. So true. Number four, worry is a weed. Worry is a mental choice you make not to trust God. I would say that not trusting God is the most dangerous weed known to man. Worry, like weeds, will choke the life out of hope, faith, and ultimately, manifestation. God has provided us with the ultimate weed killer, which is found in Philippians 4.6, 4.6 New Living Translation. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Mm. Number five, deceitfulness of riches is a weed. Matthew 13, 22, 13, 22 says, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. You know, for years and years back in the day, and I don't know, the younger people hadn't heard this so much, but the preachers would preach about rich being a lifestyle of sin and deceit, you know, because the enemy just didn't want Christians to be, you know, have money because they'd be funding the gospel. That's it. So according to Thayer's lexicon, the word deceitfulness means the lust excited by deceit. In other words, by deceitful influences seducing to sin. According to Strong's Concordance, deceitfulness is from a Greek word that means to cheat, beguile, deceive. First, the definition of deceitfulness is the lust excited by deceit, by deceitful influences seducing to sin. So who is the master of deceit? We all know. Who seduces people to sin? The scripture clearly states it's not God our Father. God does not stir lust and temptation in his children. He loves us. God has nothing to do with deceit. And as Numbers 30, 19 says, he's not a man that he should lie. We know who the deceiver is, the enemy himself. Second, though, let's be clear, it's not riches that are evil. After all, God's the one who created riches, and he's very rich. He certainly created no evil in them. It's not riches, but the heart that determines the deceitfulness in a person. That's true. Number six, cares of this world is a weed. Matthew 13, 22, 13, 22. He also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches that choke the word 
and he becometh unfruitful. According to Strong's Concordance, the word care is the Greek word, a Greek word that means anxiety. It's found six times in the New Testament, including 1 Peter 5, 7. 1 Peter 5, 7, which in the Amplified Bible says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Mm. God does not want you to hold on to your anxieties, worries, and concerns about your finances or anything else. He wants you to turn all your cares over to him. Psalm 94.18, 94.18, Classic Amplified. In the multitude of my anxious thoughts within me, your comforts cheer and delight my soul. Number seven, impatience is a weed. We live in a society now of instant gratification. And if all, you know, children who grow up in here, fast food restaurants, microwave cooking, instant pudding, high-speed internet, all the things that stream in and, you know, is something that, well, is convenient. But you know what? Christians can be deceived by it because God likes patience. No self re <laughs> As Harold would say, no self-respecting person would ever eat grits, instant grits. Got to have the ones that, you know. Anyway, back the, to the point. The real thing. The real thing. What would happen if a farmer were to walk in a field and plant seeds every five feet, then every 12 feet on one row, and then, well, in one field but not on another, or when and wherever he felt like it? Do you think the farmer would receive a bountiful harvest? Most absolutely not. What would happen if a farmer went out and pulled up the weeds, excuse me, the seeds he'd planted a week or two before the due season. He would not have a harvest. In Psalm 3734, 3734 in the Living Bible, it says, don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep traveling steadily along his pathway. And in due season, he will honor you with every blessing and you will see the wicked destroyed. Hallelujah. You can't hurry a seed. Amen. Number eight, unforgiveness is a weed. One of the most aggressive and destructive weeds you'll ever face is unforgiveness. Interestingly enough, the word unforgiveness is not in the King James Version of the Bible, nor is it in the New King James, the New Living Translation, or the New International. Then it occurred to me that the reason unforgiveness is left out of the Scripture is because God wants it left out of our lives. There you go. However, the word forgiveness appears in four translations from 7 to 16 times. For instance, Matthew 8, 21 and 22. 18. 18 21 yep. and 22. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Till seven times, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. The Message Bible translation in that verse is, how many times do I forgive my brother or sister who hurt me? Seven? Jesus replied, seven? Hardly. Try 70 times seven. In fact, make that 70 times seven every day. Mm. Number nine, lack of agreement is a weed. Yes, it is. If you're married and you and your spouse don't agree about, well, raising the kids, financial decisions, or other things, there's going to be a thorny weed in your life. The kind of weed that is left to, if it's left to its own devices, will grow deeper, stronger, and more difficult to remove. 
The cankerous weed is demonic in origin. Satan's desire to separate the oneness with God that God created in holy matrimony. So make no mistake about it. The enemy knows Matthew 18, 19, just as well as you do. It says again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. The point being really is that he does not want a husband and a wife agreeing. You know why? Because you have power when you two agree. Yes, you do. And the enemy would like nothing more than to destroy that between a man and a woman. So it's imperative that we are wise to the devil's devices. We get that weed out of the ground. We work it out. We make things come together because God, well, he'll do that. And, One final thought. And get that weed out before it takes root. Yes. And work, I mean, an acorn is easier to you know get up than an oak tree. That's it. Buddy. But even if it becomes a seedling and it's down in there, work on it till you get it out. Absolutely. One final thought. When it comes to destroying your harvest, the enemy has a wide variety of nasty weeds. But it's time for each of us to use the Word of God Woo! as our spiritual Spiritual weed weed killer. killer. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's a good word, baby. That's a good word. Yes, it is. All right. Until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking these rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.